0: Welcome to Change Now. Yes, because we need to change now. Now is when your impact story starts. Listen, get inspired by visionary change makers and be part of the change. Climate change is the biggest threat that humanity faces regarding health join Omnia El-Obrani, the first youth envoy, the president of the UN 27th Climate Change Conference. As a doctor, she advocates and raises awareness about the harmful impacts of climate change, such as the severe injuries, stress, and anxiety that extreme climate events can cause. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm very happy to be uh, with you today, and thank you for the wonderful introduction. Um, first of all, I'd like to share that Doing this session today is really a testament to your collective will of understanding and seeing that the climate crisis is a health crisis. And the reason why I'm saying this because as a young person myself, I see how my generation, 1.8 billion young people are now disproportionately shouldering the impacts of climate change on our health and well-being. As a medical doctor, I had the opportunity to see and witness firsthand the impacts of climate change on my patients and communities. From acute heat strokes during the summer, especially in patients who are above 65, if they're not saved in time, they would lose their life to exacerbations of asthma and air because of the high levels of air pollution, especially in children who would get their surgeries postponed because of that. But What was even more distressful is seeing the surge of mental health emergencies that also increased during increasing temperatures. These are just examples of how climate change affects health on a daily basis when we are at, in the ER and doing our own clinical practice. But one thing before I go deep into how climate change affects all different elements of health, as well as our social and environmental determinants of health, um, when we look at how it affects the younger generation, this is a report that was produced last year by Save the Children, and it showed that a child born in 2020 is going to witness two to seven times more the extreme weather events that are led by climate change compared to a person born in 1960 which means that we are going to see further floods, heat waves, wildfires, hurricanes and storms at an unprecedented and accelerating rate more than ever before. Their very recent IPCC report, which is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and this is a very important report because this is what countries use in the climate negotiations, and this is the science that has been produced for many years. And for the first time in history, the report that was published last month, Showed that the decisions that our leaders are going to take right now is going to affect the generations and their future because we are now not looking at a 1.5 pairs goal, we are looking at a 2.7, and even more if countries continue to make the same decisions. And it's important to know that these decisions are not just related to the health of the environment, it is related to the health of us, especially the most vulnerable groups children and adolescents, women and girls, as well as other vulnerable communities such as the indigenous communities, as well as people with disabilities and many others. But if we take a closer look at how does climate change affect our health, A, it can be directly. When we look at extreme weather events, it leads to injuries and mortalities. When we look at the increasing temperatures such as the heat waves, it leads to acute heat stroke, cardiovascular diseases as well as affecting up to cardiac strokes when we look at Air pollution levels which are driven and really drives the climate crisis this also leads to 7 million people dying every year it leads to exacerbations of asthma pneumonia especially in children and young people when we look at the outbreak of infectious diseases because now the temperature is increasing the vectors are living longer they are transmitting the disease further and this leads to the outbreak of infectious diseases that we thought that we eradicated and now they're coming back again, whether it's malaria, dengue fever, and many others. But what is so important is how climate change affects our mental health and well-being. Right now, because of the droughts that we are seeing Farmers are committing suicide because they can no longer provide income for their families because their crops, their single source of income is non-existent because of the changing climate. When we look at the distress, the echo anxiety that young people are feeling because they see how the climate crisis is so urgent but there is such a strong lack of climate action by our leaders, we feel distressed and worried about our future. And this leads to anxiety up to depression but it was also even more common that we're seeing because of the climate-driven events, such as the floods that were just happening in Italy, as well as the hurricanes and storms that are happening in Africa and the US. This leads to post-traumatic stress disorder because these communities, they either lost their loved ones, their homes, their schools, and they cannot access the healthcare services that they need. And these are the examples of how our mental health and well-being is being affected. And one last thing, people who are already living with mental health challenges, they are experiencing inequalities related to climate change because simply their medication, their psychotic medications is no longer interacting because their body is no longer functioning as before in the light of the increasing temperature. But on the other hand, there is the health impacts of climate change, which is the doom and gloom of this crisis, but action for climate change is actually for uh, improving our health, because now we are working towards creating a safer, a healthier world. This means that we want to provide cleaner air by transitioning to renewable energy, reducing the use of fossil fuel and phasing out completely. This means that our air is going to be cleaner, and our environment is going to be better when it comes to our access to the green green spaces that we need, which improves both our physical and mental health and well-being. When we look at active transport, so instead of using our own cars and increasing our own carbon footprint, we can choose to walk, to run, to cycle, and this also improves our mental health, reduces non-communicable diseases and obesity, and at the same time, it's good for our environment. When we reduce our consumption of meat, this also reduces our carbon footprint, but also our cholesterol levels, and improves our physical and mental health and well-being. When we choose to have safer sources of energy, it also improves the air quality and improves our health. And this is what is known as the health argument for climate action and this is what many young climate and health experts are doing by finding solutions that both improves climate change and improves health these are just examples of many of the young uh, entrepreneurs that I had the opportunity to work with. One of them is, um, uh, she is an entrepreneur from Egypt, and she created for the very first time solar-powered water heaters for vulnerable communities to provide a safer source of and methodology for them to heat their water while reducing the carbon emissions that are coming out of it, and at the same time, improving the way that they can actually afford this affordable source of energy. And the second thing is another young farmer from Kenya who developed the first ever in her country drought resistant seedlings so that farmers can actually plant the necessary nutritious crops that they need amidst the increasing rate of droughts that is being seen. So these are examples of how adaptation climate solutions, mitigation and carbon emission reduction solutions can also improve the health of the people and the populations. One last thing, and this is something that I have personally worked on for many years as a medical student myself, was how to transform education and integrate climate change in curriculum. Our debate that we know that as doctors, we are the first-line responders to the impacts of climate change. We are going to be there in the emergency rooms to respond to these impacts. And we did not find this in our own education. So we did a global survey to see how is climate change integrated. We discovered that less than 12% globally of all the curriculum that existed for medical students did not have a mention of climate change. And climate change should not just be part of curriculum for medical students or the health sector. It also needs to be part of every curriculum and every discipline because it's really at the heart of what we do. Finally, um, engaging in the climate and health nexus or the climate and health movement is really important because we see that health and intergenerational equity is central to sustainable development, to growth. And we understand that as young people and as young medical professionals ourselves, we see the urgency of how climate change is affecting the health of our people and also exacerbating the access of our people to the basic services that they need when it comes to the basic food that they need with the increasing food insecurity, the basic water, healthcare services, education, and decent job opportunities. And all of this can be truly tackled when we place health at the heart of what we do for climate change. And And my last message to you is that One thing that we learned is that our health as humans is dependent on the health of the environment, which sustains us. So it is our responsibility to center, to act, to respond, and to really use the health argument for climate action. Thank you.